1: If you're looking for the best place to stay in touch with the community go to discord.me slash little legends podcast where we do game night where we have all of the resources for the show and where we keep the conversation going after it's done so make sure you're joining discord.me slash little legends podcast Hey, hello everyone, and welcome back to a le- <laughs> Legends Podcast episode number thirty-three. I am your host, Weapons. Joining me, as always, is Boo. What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, how's it? Go- hey, hello. How's it? going? So, okay, I did that. The, the, do you want? Do you want to know the the thought process behind that? Whole, I do. That I, whole, do okay, I do. Okay, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking about it okay so Uh before so originally at the beginning i didn't want to say i didn't want to open up the show and i'm talking when i say the beginning i mean like episode one when we started i didn't want to open up the show hello everyone and welcome because i've done that for high noon podcast for a million episodes i've just it's just such a it's such a, a a cliche broadcast thing everyone does that opens up every broadcast and all that stuff and i've fallen into that so I didn't yeah. want to do that. So what I wanted to do instead was like what can what's kind of the same thing but slightly different. And I did hey guys, which is like, you know, the Twitch emote hey guys, you know. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like no, hey guys a little didn't didn't want to do it. Not not into it. I feel like hey guys could be discriminatory against some people or exclusionary or non-inclusive of some people. So you know what? I ditched it. The problem is, is that I ditched it halfway through starting saying it, so I, I pivoted <laughs> back to <laughs> hello. So it, uh, I'll, I'll tell this story well, because there's probably going to be at least one. The, there's maybe one person listening that that used to watch uh, Evan Irwin on the Magic Show back in the day, uh, who ha- has like a really thick, or at least had a really thick, like uh, Southern accent of some sort and he would go hey hello everybody and welcome to the magic show like that so i, I just mm-hmm. you know pivoted i pivoted mid not even mid sentence mid word all right
2: all right let's <laughs> that is a mid word pivot if i <laughs> was a mid word pivot yes <laughs> mid word we're gonna be talking uh, about man. pivoting a lot in this episode <laughs> it's true it's true okay give me the one because I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know the hello was coming. Give me your 100% effort right now. Let's start the show. We'll go right into our days in TFT. Go for it. And
1: you mean like with the hello, everybody? Yeah. And you want me to you want me to do it with the the the, the twang should I start doing the twang? <laughs> that... Yeah, do, do. Hey yeah. everyone and welcome to Little <laughs> Legends Podcast. Episode number 33. I am your host Blavins joining me as always is Boob. What's up, buddy?
2: How's it going? Oh man, that was so good. It's like you're a professional. Dude. I feel
1: like I need to uh, maybe work on the levels cuz I think I may have blown some people's ears out, but you know what? That's that's okay. I kind of blew my own ears out in the uh, in the playback, but that's okay. We'll fix it. It'll it'll get there. I need one of those fancy mics that can do that for me. I don't know how I don't know how to work that magic. If someone knows how to work that magic, let me know. But we do have some awesome topics to talk about today. Give you a little preview of that now. Obviously, mobile has come out. We'll be talking a bunch about that. We're now in what week three of actually having played and had our hands on the set. Mm -hmm. or week four i don't don't know that's a lot of weeks we've had we've had some time we've had some time to play with set three there's been some feedback and some other stuff that we're going to be talking about and also uh we talked a little bit about last week but there's uh some competitive uh things that are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks in april and we'll be uh, we'll be talking about that as well some other things. But before we get into all of that, of course, we're going to do our housekeeping here. And as you guys know, we are a prediction esports podcast. P R W E D I C T I O N esports. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Search for that, and you will find us. Hit that subscribe button. It really does help. The more, uh, the more. Uh, support that you throw there uh the more it helps us out so make sure you do that and if you also want to support us and help us you can go over to patreon.com slash little legends podcast i know we haven't really pushed it a lot lately but i know boob we've got some ideas for some stuff going on so maybe that can help us out there for sure uh we'll get you more details uh when we actually come up with something (laughs) concrete we're just spitballing at this point but certainly does help uh if you want to go there and of course game nights guys friday nights uh our game nights over at uh twitch.tv slash giant slayer tv join the discord discord.me slash little legends podcast to play still getting new people coming in and we always want more people uh anyone that you know if you're if you're ever intimidated or not sure if you want to play or want to know how to play just jump in the discord and ask because we get i get that question just about uh two three times a week hey how do we play in game night just show up and i'll
2: get you in you know the other thing i want people to to realize is you don't have to be in the lobby to be in the chat right so like if you if we have like 12 people like hang out with us in the chat you don't have to wait you know you know it's cool oh, yeah. if you want to you know watch on twitch but I I, I I don't remember the last time i actually played in the lobby with you guys uh at game night. <laughs> neither, do we, Boop. neither do we neither
0: uh, do we
1: well it's
2: not like i'm not fair though that's you true know what i mean I, I i come in support and i roast everyone there for about an hour and then that's true <laughs> and and we then... usually
1: do some sort of dumb improv thing that ends yeah. up being hilarious i mean at exactly. least to us <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah exactly <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's Retail. One, um, I'm sure, anyway, I'm sure there's um, at least one other person that thinks it's funny, and <laughs> um, that other person is is you.
3: Yeah. Me. Well, um,
2: <laughs> yeah just hang out i love it uh, you know this is i think one of the bigger gft communities out there at this point which yeah. is awesome um hashtag combo brag but it's not about the size that counts right it's the quality of the content and i think the uh the quality of the people in this group are awesome right yeah. like we haven't had you know knock on wood it's been very supportive everyone's mm-hmm. helping each other out everyone's supporting each other's content we had yeah. a uh player sphinx the boy sphinx boy yes, uh, uh, OG Little Legends podcast fan, Um, uh, you know, Reach Masters yesterday and everyone was like congratulating them and to have that kind of community is awesome. And like you said uh, earlier, we're trying to build it and we need Mm -hmm. some ideas on how to continue building this community because, you know, it's been from the ground up and we're seeing some awesome things take place naturally. And so how do we how do we kind of tap that along and and make things even that much more awesome?
1: absolutely and uh another shout out to sphinx they uh he did uh, get second in the giant slayer uh tft fight night rising event last week so he's going to be playing again this week so hoping for another top three from him uh i mean i i can be as biased as i want <laughs> i'm definitely rooting for him hoping that he takes it home this week i want to get i want him to get a w there but yeah sphinx has been um pushing ladder a lot for set three so you know, we don't, it's not just, uh, you know, filthy, casual, uh, fun havers like Boop and myself, <laughs> but also we've got competitive players in there as well too. It's, it's a good mix of both and fight night or sorry. And game night is a, uh, we, I, I mix it up. We do, we do, we do wacky games. We do just fun stuff. We do, I mean, we, we'll, we'll, we play regular games too, but really just, uh, whatever we're feeling we do. So Make sure you guys check that out. Okay. Oh, Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast is where to go for all of
2: that and much, much more. Boop, how was your week in TFT? Good, good. Just, uh, you know, it's the first, like, real week that you get your hands on it, mm-hmm. um, on the on the main client. It's been good playing a lot of Star Guardians. We were talking about that mm-hmm. before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't won a game yet in the set i don't like to say but i have also haven't gotten below six that um, is good actually that's actually really good so you know we're kind of middling in the third fourth fifth sixth uh area but it's been it's been good i like i like the set i like the fantasy mm-hmm. of it all the carousels are really cool i like how it has that like airplane noise when you get released <laughs> um, uh from your from your cage mm-hmm. and so there's there's a lot of like really little things like I like the starcraft kind of uh hidden gems in there with mm-hmm. the zealot um that little legend but as time has gone on, it has there does seem to be some things that are stronger than others, and we're going to get really deep into like the philosophical deep dive on innovation versus patching, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, I'm actually having a good time so far. It's really satisfying to see Syndra ult and kill someone um, when it's your Syndra. Um, <laughs> when you're playing against it, it doesn't feel as good, yeah. um, but it definitely feels like you're popping some pimples uh, with that <sighs> Syndra Uh I know, right? <laughs> Like, like right on the mirror, you know, you, like you even heard it. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm going to throw up. Uh, great. <laughs> it's been good so far. I've been having a good time. It, I haven't, expe- I'm not a challenger level player, mm-hmm. right? Uh, by any means. So I have not experience, I think, with some of the upper echelon yeah. um, has experienced. But so far at my ELO, at my MMR, um, it's been pretty fun. I've been enjoying it.
1: You know, as a as a future challenger player myself, <laughs>
2: He's according to dan did say that it's
1: true it's true um <laughs> i also i've consumed a lot of streams and i hear the the sentiment of uh gangplank being too strong etc cetera, etc cetera. and again we'll we'll save our uh our deep dive uh on that uh for for after the break but in general my week has been quite good in tft uh, climbed back to gold uh, super quick. I got to say um, the the way the new grind works or the new uh, progression, it, it's felt good. I don't know the numbers behind it or anything, but like when I get a first place and I'm getting 300 LP out of iron, it's like, yeah, just let me cruise through that because like. Okay, they have some data points, right? You know, I'm not an iron player. So like, let's get these players out of iron. Let's not make the. Yeah, let's not make the masters players play. They need to be playing as few games in iron and silver and gold. Uh, Honestly, like, you know, the uh, all of the top players like the ladder wants the ladder ecosystem wants them to be playing in lower ranks as little as possible everyone wants that right like they want to grind up to the top they want to get into challenger and master as fast as possible silver players don't want to have to be playing against solace right like i don't want to be playing against i don't want to have to play against them in
2: in, uh in you know golden plat yeah you know it's it's a little less so in a game like this but maybe even i remember playing with some like grandmaster masters players on overwatch and just like dying every time i like moved oh right like that wasn't that wasn't fun right and so like even in games like this when you just get stomped right by people who are just like better than you like you're never gonna beat that person so you even fair at that point um so I think the grind is is definitely a little bit better plus it's nice to gain like 200 LP in a game right it just feels good um the other you know on the flip side actually
1: (laughs) I do (laughs) now that I remember this uh back in Hearthstone uh myself and uh uh a friend of the podcast Deathblow blow who's in the, who's in the community and has done some casting as well. Um, we used to have like a pro player or streamer, uh, like graveyard that we would collect. So every time we would play against, uh, like Amaz or Trump or someone on, like on the ladder in Hearthstone, like if we won, we would, we would like, we, we had like a document that we'd be like, Oh, yep. Add another one to the graveyard. We beat them. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I I haven't put any additional thought into it because I just remembered that we used to do that right now, but I remember wanting to play against those players back then. Maybe I was you just more also, confident.
2: You were probably way
1: better, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, it, did, that came across a lot harsher than
1: no, I No, intended. no, 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 I, I know what um, you mean, and you're yeah, probably yeah. right. If, you're, if we're considering, like... Um, if we're just... I know that the math probably doesn't work out like this, but if we're equating, like, Legend to Challenger, then, yeah, yeah I'm better at i was better at hearthstone than i am at tft By at like, that time at yeah. that time by like a pretty big margin actually if we're if we're
2: well diamond i mean like, i was good man i was good at that game for like a if, hot if minute, we're
1: talking man. like diamond would be like rank five to one i know they're changing it but like five to one then yeah i would like because i when i was trying i would get i would get challenger or not challenger i would get legend every month if i wanted to when i would actually play enough to do it so yeah, yeah, I guess I was definitely like a full tier better at that game. So yeah, no that 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 actually makes sense. I also came from Magic: The Gathering, where like there's no MMR system. For that, you just are playing against your opponent. And it's based on your record in the tournament um well
2: and that's how like some tournaments work like dream Hacks and hearthstone yeah. would be like that um well tournaments so, should
1: always be like that i think yeah that's true you don't want, uh, <laughs>
2: like unless you're yeah. giving, well, i guess you could give buys to well yeah but, based on circuit points or something like that right. but but i think in the end what you're really speaking to is that even though it's cool to beat those people on the off chance that you do Right, because I remember I I used to be really big into fighting games. I was pretty I was mm-hmm. pretty damn good at Street Fighter. Right, the Shumagor
1: uh, the, the Shumagorath story.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, taking a round off of like one of the devs, right? Yeah. Like that's cool. But eventually, I just like don't want to lose anymore. <laughs> right? right, like if if you were to say, okay, you have ten games, and one of these games you're going to win against this guy, you know what? I might I might take it just because like I have the time maybe right but um but i'd rather win three games and lose seven games (laughs) you know um so well it's like a cool like little offshoot thing to kind of have like you know a little black book (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i think like you really want to get as even of a lobby as possible
1: i think in a game like this you do and I keep thinking I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put a pin in that because I need to think about that more because I actually think there's a deeper conversation to have there. But I haven't put any thought into it And I wasn't expecting to bring that up. It just came to me. So I, I think there's something maybe a little bit. I don't know if it's me or if it's the way the game is set up or if it's ladder versus tournament play and like the. I don't know. So uh, what are your guys thoughts? If you guys have any thoughts, let us know uh, either in the comments on this show or in the discord discordme slash little legends podcast. Definitely an interesting conversation to have for sure. Um, <clears throat> so the other thing uh, in terms of my week in Hearthstone or not hearstone. Jesus, we need to stop talking about that <laughs> game during the show in <laughs> team fight <laughs> tactics is um, mobile came out. So, oh,
2: oh, only a small piece of news,
1: only, a, only a <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny little, <laughs> a, a weensy, smidge. little yep. smidge in the news. Um, so, Boop, have you played on mobile at all yet?
2: I have. And have you? I, I, I have as well. What, what did you think? So, uh, interestingly enough, I, I thought I would play mobile way more, but for some reason, I'm definitely favoring just sitting down on my computer still. I, I mean, I know um, the reasons why. Well, it, OK, so number one, it looks a little rushed. It, <laughs> it's not
1: it, it, much like you would expect any mobile port from PC. It doesn't look as nice as PC.
2: Like it this. doesn't have um, the aspect ratio for iPads, right? Yep. Which is, uh, I think, heard actually that. something I was like really, really looking forward to. Yeah, because like when I imagine like the iPad as like a place to play TFT, it's almost perfect. It's like the size of a checkerboard. Right. So um, I was a little disappointed in that overall, though, it is workable. Right. Mm -hmm. There are so many other launches that have just gone to absolute garbage because the game didn't work when they launched. Right. Right. And all that stuff worked out really well. And honestly, I think it was uh, a, a massive success. Other mm-hmm. than like my personal gripes, I think like the biggest thing that uh, I really liked about it was just how smooth the the, the release seemed to be. You could talk mm-hmm. about art, you could talk about UI um, and form factor and, you know, this, this, this and this. But that's really being nitpicky because overall, in terms of releases recently, that one felt good.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think a uh, I would say like a four out of five. In terms of like a mobile game for like if I'm looking like in terms of like, yeah, I, I would say four out of five and maybe there's, you know, someone might take offense to that. But like if I'm thinking like when I'm thinking five out of five, I'm thinking of Supercell almost exclusively. I'm thinking of Clash Royale. I'm thinking of Brawl Stars. I'm. Thinking of all of their games, essentially, although Heyday seems a little scuffed compared to the the other ones for some reason.
2: Yeah, right. I remember at Brawl Stars <clears throat> peak, like literally everyone was playing it for like that those two and a half weeks. Yeah, and um, never had a performance issue at all. So it like um, those
1: I, uh, those games are the pinnacle of mobile games to me. Even like even like uh uh PUBG Mobile or Call of Duty Mobile or any of those like that are made by big well. PUBG Mobile is not really made by a big studio, but uh, Call of Duty Mobile is Activision and like all the NetEase games, like those seem scuffed compared to Supercell. Supercell, five out of five to me. Um, and I think TFT Mobile Launch compared to that as like the gold standard was like a four, I think. I think that's a fair fair assessment based on my experience. Um, yeah. The game works, which is like you said, is good. You know, there's some like, ui or whatever optimizations i'm not really too interested i don't really care that much about that mm-hmm. i mean i do in the grand scheme but i don't care about that much for the launch it works which is good um but even and i've heard the sentiment uh that you said a lot actually from people it's like yeah i was super excited for mobile but like the carousel just doesn't work as well like if i want to actually play it, like the the thing i've heard the most is and that i felt personally is I like TFT mobile. No complaints. I don't want to play ranked on it. Hmm. I don't want to play ranked on I, it. Know, I only uh, play. I'll, I'll play normal all day while I'm in my. Uh, while I'm in m- my bed or on the uh, on the John. But uh, I don't want to play ranked on on mobile because of XYZ. And I kind of feel I kind of feel the same way.
2: You do a little bit. Just, just based on the finic- uh, finickiness of uh, that the, the carousel,
1: I think I think part of it is the carousel. Part of it is de- Part of it is definitely me not being used to it, and like, mm-hmm. in the same sense that like I don't necessarily want to jump into rank. Although I do want to jump into rank for set three because I played on PBE or whatever. But like for set, mm, no, not for set two either. W- w- regardless, like I don't want to necessarily jump into a new. Uh, set when i'm or, uh, a ranked season for a game that i'm not like super ready for and like even though i know what comps to build and whatnot like there's still like a little bit like i need to get used to like hitting the buttons and like re-rolling is in a weird spot not a weird spot it's in a spot that's not used to me hitting you know the button on my keyboard right there's yeah. some so i think i think part of it is definitely that the carousel does not feel great um that's not to definitely
2: me the weakest part of the game right now yeah is the
1: the mobile carousel um but yeah i I mean i think i think it's i i think it's good i would be interested to see if you know they've said uh they've said that they don't want to change core aspects of gameplay because of mobile um they would essentially make mobile work as good like they can like things like game time like reducing game time that's something that they would you know, are actively looking to do and potentially they have
2: get. to in right. my opinion like i, I think if they're going to be successful on mobile because that was like the other thing yeah. right was it, it was just a, a little too long right yeah. it just felt like a little it, i start feeling like the end of the game felt like a chore more so mm-hmm. than something i was excited for
1: mm-hmm. um so
2: yeah. that could be a personal problem but i think that's a, a no i, that other I people it definitely
1: care. i mean that's another thing that like <laughs> Supercell just completely dominates that it's like I I think in a way Clash Royale has ruined or at the very least drastically warped my view of games in general because (laughs) you get a full game competitive uh, skill testing experience in at maximum three minutes like maximum is three minutes I, I think I mean, I could go on a whole I could go on a whole diatribe about how I think Clash Royale might be the best game of since like the best game of this uh, century, like for a lot of reasons. And I think it's it's overlooked in a lot of in a lot of ways. But regardless, um, I think TFT, I think TFT mobile was good and um, I won't go too much more into my personal experience with it because I probably played like five or six games on it. Um, but what I did want to bring up was, uh, the fact that, uh, my girlfriend started playing. Um, and for reference, she's never played TFT, never played any sort of auto battler auto chess has basically no idea what league of legends is. So no preconceived, like literally no biases whatsoever for or against the game. The only thing that she's played that's close is, ascension the tabletop card game which is a deck builder game so loosely related uh if anything and uh the cool thing is is that she's still playing like she played the the tutorial um the day it came out and uh i i took a very hands-off approach in terms of like guiding her on purpose because a i i I didn't want to i didn't want to commit to that uh b (laughs) b um (laughs) the one of the most annoying things is when uh you're just starting We're
2: literally gonna be doing like a coaching series <laughs> a <little weird. laughs>
1: I just didn't want to i didn't want to commit to that at that time for
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad I know where my place is
1: no this is, um, um, this, is, this is this is this is boop don't worry you're you're different you're different don't worry um <laughs> okay. but, but um what was interesting. Oh, the, so the, the other thing is one of the most annoying things is when you're just picking up a game and someone who knows the game in an inside and out and like, like the back of their hand is like constantly like giving you like little micro, like micro optimizations and tips while you're like just learning the game. That's one of the most annoying things. I have been very cognizant over the years, uh, to not do that. So Uh I just went hands off. I'm going to just play. And I just want to see where you end up. And, uh, She's kind of ended up in some interesting spots. And uh <laughs> I I don't mean this as a slight. I mean this as like I think a lot of um there's a lot of things that we take for granted as players like since I've yeah, been think playing for a long time.
2: I, I think like in summary, the new player experience I think was was very evident to you. very um, in like a in a very raw sense because you're never going to have that experience with this game. Right, like yeah, you, you, you did I a never, while ago. Not even because right? I had played like, Auto Chess and exactly Underlord, so Underlords. like literally never had this experience. Yeah, and so when someone is brand new, new genre, she's she's probably the majority of people who interacted on on mobile. I'd love to right. hear the stats on like uh, account creation, right? Um, after it, I got it, like how many new accounts were created? Mm-hmm. How many are still active? You know that that kind of stuff. How yeah. many created? How many have then transitioned over playing regular league? Right? Mm-hmm. How much time to spend in the app like that kind of stuff yeah. i'm super intrigued by i will never get those answers um but i think what we have to understand as as players who interact with this game so long is we're probably in the minority mm-hmm. right in terms of getting all of this yeah getting like all of that information right. right so when we see people like your girlfriend going through this we i think we have to take that information and almost weigh it even more yeah right uh because we were talking to mort about this uh when he was on Mm -hmm. the the podcast where it was like you know the first uh thing that a lot of people do when they hit league of legends in the in the tutorials press w or like or W A S E because they think that's how they move Mm -hmm. right and at least in that game it'll tell you no you need a click in this game it's very different and i know that they're working on it and i know that they're trying to make that beginner player experience a little bit easier which Mm -hmm. is definitely something they have to do but um i think i think in the end there's a really big change in the player experience when you start like losing a game Mm -hmm. right you'll you'll the transition from like mid to late games, not really explained. Um, right. Someone in our discord actually said this, it was like, well, you know that uh, it, it really seems like you can start off. Oh, and 11 and then finish the game 12 now. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And is that a good experience? Is that right? There's nothing right. for those new players to kind of see something and say, this is optimization, mm-hmm. right? They, unless they go in and do a little bit of research themselves and i think that's like where i think one of the bigger disconnects is is mm-hmm. if you don't find success quick enough they just won't play right
1: yeah the, and i think to even drill a little bit deeper into that too is like one thing that's not um in the tutorial really at all um it, it, items are in the tutorial and they tell you oh put put two items on to create an item put two I- item components on to create an item and put it on a unit it's like okay great i can do that just like having watched uh her play you know i don't I don't know a handful of games and like coming back it's like oh she's just putting all of her items on caitlin because that's the uh, the unit that they told you to put items on in the tutorial hmm. like it's things like that, that like i don't even think i don't even think about it. and it's like i'm looking over there's no synergies i'm like oh you're just buying the same units that they told you to buy in the tutorial because that's what you're used to and like, that's yep. the type of thing that it's like, there's not, I mean, yes, the synergies are there, but I'm like, oh, you realize you have no synergy. She's like, oh, okay, that's probably why I'm not winning. I'm like, there's not really like, it, it's things like that, that like, you pick up if you're a strategy game player and you've been playing, you know, you've played 10 years of magic or another similar game and you get that, it's like putting the pieces together like that, but for a new player um, who maybe has never played it before, it's like, they're there's not any of that sort of like mm-hmm. guiding. and like even if it was oh. just like just take the rebels every game, I mean, in this meta, that might actually be better than uh, than trying yourself <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but but like, like the little things like highlighting uh highlighting a a unit that is uh you know a synergy or or highlighting a unit or like a little tooltip that's like hey you can put in if you put in uh malphite here uh you'll have three rebel bonus and you can put them next to each other like things that would be useless for us right um that we could disable like like we always well, do with those it, tutorials we need to
2: realize too because like a lot of times mobile gamers don't play on, on other games right? right uh that would they even know how to click on a unit and find out what the ultimate is right what right. do these stats even numbers even mean right, right? so what is ability power uh, right well, <laughs> you, the, you know and uh, so like yeah because the, the items go along with that so i think like I think it's obvious that there still needs to be clarity in terms of that new player experience right I think yeah. right now TFT is being held by a lot of the initial influx of its original release oh state, yeah right mm-hmm. a lot of the people who I know started playing TFT still play it's actually pretty crazy um, yeah. of course there are some people who stopped playing or don't interact with it as much Yeah, we but call those losers yeah people <laughs> still seem to be like really enjoying it and like looking yeah. back to the sets right mm-hmm. and that that's really great it's just where do we go from here right i think one of the biggest challenges when it comes to tft is everything that's been reactionary right yes they saw that this thing was gonna be a thing and Mm -hmm. now they're they're still catching up whether it be in competitive whether it be in mobile um whether it be in a multitude of other design slash features slash ui ways right i just i just hope that especially once galaxies get into the game it gets even more complicated. Right. (laughs) Right. That something is offered to these newer players to set them up for success a little bit better. Because I think one of the big things my husband had a hard time with was why if I get six of this synergy, am I still losing?
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Because the game is telling me that if I get six of these things, I get this awesome power up but I'm still losing to this guy who only has two of these things right? or, or, or three of these things. Mm-hmm. Like the why isn't there, right? I think they're right. seeing what is happening, but mm-hmm. they don't quite understand why it's happening. And that's the area that really needs to start getting filled up as time mm-hmm. goes on, because we need to retain these users now that we have them now that these, these things are on mm-hmm. the phone and the more times you're because because i remember when set two came out my husband was just like i don't really want to learn all these new units mm-hmm. and you know he just didn't find I success heard that a lot. because mm-hmm. yeah he like he was a omni player right remember right oh yeah and so like he he goes into this next set and is like what do i do and, so, and mm-hmm. just didn't feel like learning it all over again but the thematic for space was much better so now he's coming in uh once more but in the end like what i think we're really speaking of is the new player experience needs to be fleshed out it's there they have a really great video um explaining all the classes and origins and the synergies but um it's so much information at once and to retain all of that you need to play and there's nothing within the game and within the client to to, yep other than you can level up to get more units right when you get to yeah but like right but but again it's
1: like you can you can spend gold to level up okay well what does that do well leveling up puts more units in it's like okay well i mean there's there's so many there's so many nozzles that i mean and, and those are the things that we like right like we like the complexity we like making decisions and having our decisions be impactful and all that stuff we're the like like you said we're the we're the minority and we're the the dedicated we're the early adopters and whatnot and i think it's very evident that for and I would argue for good, right? That the, the game has been tailored and designed and balanced around the early adopters and competitive players and maybe not even competitive players, but hardcore players. Um, So, and, 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 and TFT, I mean, the whole premise of it was, Oh, Hey, auto chess slash auto battler genre is a cool thing. I think we can make a good one. right? Right. Well, it was super, it was super quick. And also like, Let's just give the auto chess players like a riot spin on it. Okay. So it's like you're already your your initial player base is all people who either are already super played playing, your game. Already played your game effectively or played a game that is very similar to it, or were like and eventually like league people came in and are like, oh, I want to play this and I, and learn it. But they're still like gamers, core gamers, right? And like everything up to now has been for like you said, that an uh, initial wave people who are all very Uh, dedicated and there's been very little and and a lot of the things um, about the game are specifically not um, tailored towards new players like there's still no way to like know if you don't have a sword and a chain vest how do you know what a guardian angel even is right without going to a website you know.
2: Yeah, and to expect your players to do that, I think at the early onset, like maybe in beta is fine, but as we kind of move into official release, yeah. right, we're on mobile, um, they, they definitely need to kind of season that experience mm-hmm. a, a lot more, uh, because we're going to stay, right, like, right. <laughs> the two of us are always going to play, right, They're, they yes. don't really need to... Uh, honestly retain us, us right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like w- the, how hearthstone lost a lot of people was they ignored us for too long right right uh and and then they didn't des- they couldn't decide whether new player blah 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 right a lot of issues there i'm sure yeah. that's on another podcast somewhere else but here in tft i think another issue is also when you play Battle Royale, and I think this is why Fortnite got so popular and why mm-hmm. the PR format got so popular, it's very mm-hmm. obvious, right? You mm-hmm. drop in, you're trying to be the last one alive, yep. right? Shooting um, the there, <laughs> Yeah, there's guns around. You know, Fortnite has buildings, so there's a little bit of complexity there. But the core game is something very familiar, yep. right? This is a game that's Battle Royale, but has so many small details and nuance to mm-hmm. it as mm-hmm. to why rolling to 30 is better than rolling to 20 here in this particular situation, or why a blunder comp in this lobby is better, right? All games have that for example, best places to camp or best places to shoot um, yep. in any other FPS or Battle Royale. But mm-hmm. in this game, it's way less obvious, I think, yeah. to see the success and then also understand why the success is happening as well as why you're losing. Because I was playing with someone earlier today and they had won the first nine games in a row and then got eighth place yep. and couldn't figure out why. And even when I was typing, they it, it, it didn't get into their head as to, right why my level two units lost to this one cost four star unit Mm -hmm. right like it it just doesn't make sense to them on a first read and while we're going to lose some players because of that no matter what right i I, i'm afraid that if we keep giving these people like all right just figure it out right like we have to do as early adopters then there aren't going to be a lot of people who kind of cross that bridge uh between Mm -hmm. that casual into competitive player that we need in order to sustain something competitive that doesn't even exist yet right Right. so um that's i think the biggest question for me post mobile release it's less so the actual game because i think the release of the game went great Mm -hmm. like you said four out of five right but in terms of what's next that's something i hope they focus on along with the competitive aspect
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i I could probably talk another two hours on (laughs) just the mobile itself so uh we'll save that uh for another show for sure um We did, uh, we don't need to go super deep into these, um, but we did get some PBE uh, changes that actually went up today in the Star Guardian Urgot update for regular league. Can you believe that they did that, by the way?
2: I'm so glad they didn't. And it's a cosplay. He's got like a badge and everything. And I, and it just feel like he's got some BO
1: probably (laughs) almost certainly. Um, (laughs) but they did also do a a bit of changing, um, in TFT. So dark star is actually getting reworked. Uh, it's now when a dark star, uh, champion dies, all other dark star champions gain attack damage and spell power. Um, it's still a three and six and they scale up um the numbers aren't super important because they'll probably get changed anyway and we'll go over it when it becomes official but they basically made dark star a different light more directly than it already was (laughs) um Uh, which is fine i think yeah i i I think it's good i think again the power level of it will depend on the um will obviously depend on the numbers but this seems like it's a buff overall and also like it was just really confusing before because it was like um so there needs to be an adjacent unit and it puts stacks on another one but not everyone and then when that one dies it also gives stacks but it doesn't give the previous stacks or something like i i didn't i still to this day don't know exactly how it works and i didn't really care because i never really played it that much um and also it's getting changed so uh this is good i think this will probably i mean we already started we've already seen some really good uh Shaco builds i think this makes Jin a lot better i mean it makes all the dark stars better right so very interested uh in that and then the other change is um mana reaver uh, it's now just a two cost or a two champ synergy and uh, mana River attacks increase the cost of the ne- uh, of their targets next spell cast by 40 percent. So kind of like poison when they attack. Um, and then the four the four champ bonus was actually removed. So it's just two. And that's it.
2: I don't know if I ever saw a four person mana River squad ever.
1: I didn't ever see it. I or I did see people try to do it um, like on streams or. But it was never for a strategic reason. It was like, oh, I wonder if four mana reaver works. Oh, no, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to talk about balance here in, in just a second, I'm sure. But yeah. overall, I'm happy with how it went, right? We, we, it's mm-hmm. so easy to talk about the negatives, right? And we, yes. we we did touch on some of the positives. But of all that stuff in terms of like new player um, new player onboarding and retention, and and all this stuff. From what I know of Morton, from what I see, he's very active in making sure that these things are at least talked about and discussed mm. and on on the table, right? Yeah. But I think what they're going to ch- find now is that timing is everything, right now, right? right? They're going to have it's kind of like a Sophie's choice sometimes when it comes to this. Are you oh, going to focus in on new player, you know, mm-hmm. onboarding instead of competitive? because new player. New players are going to bring more money right so where are you going to put your resources right? right i think that's like the hard part more i think really wants all of us to kind of understand <laughs> right yeah. it's it's okay to be frustrated we hear you and they're working on it um, but then it's also a double-edged sword right because the more we hear we're working on it and then see nothing the less trust we have so it's a it's a really shitty situation to be in as 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 in your face dev like mort is i'm so glad we have them but that's kind of me saying you know i know they know this i'm right. not saying anything that i think they don't know or they are not aware of they're all very very smart i'm just mm-hmm. trying to reiterate the fact that we as a community might need to be a little bit selfless on some of these um balance issues because i think this new player onboarding is like really really important so yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, there might be some struggles in the future because of that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think the as as sad as
1: it is the sophie's choice analogy is probably pretty apt because you know if they say okay we're going to be spending like even if even if they just put it as part of the patch notes right it's like oh we did a lot of optimizations to the new player experience people are going to be like oh so the, does that mean that you're you're not actually going to fix the game Like, what about us? Like, GP is is one-shotting entire teams. Like, how? why are you focusing on this? Or like, you know, why are you focusing on mobile? Do you guys just want money? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, do you not realize that the... Let's save it.
2: Let's save it. Let's save the vent after the break.
1: We'll save it for after the break. But um, was there another thing I wanted to talk about before the break? Oh, the the one last thing before the break that we'll talk about is um, we got TFT merch now. official TFT branded merch uh, in the Riot store. Did you take a look at it at all,
2: Boop? I did not. Okay, not so... because I don't have any money. I,
1: I uh... So, it. I'll give you the rundown here. There's basically three... Um... There's more than three items, but there's three uh, categories of items. There's mugs, there's phone cases, and there's pins. Um and they're pretty much all actually they are all uh little legend themed so there's um two different pin packs each with three different little legends uh they're all the set 1 little legends so the Pengu, the rune spirit um and all the other and all of our other favorite friends no river sprite though um the there's the um Mugs, which I believe have all of the little legends from the first three or first two sets at least. I don't know that they have the Galaxies ones. And then there's a um Fury Horn phone case for iPhone and some sort of Samsung phone. Uh I think people are very excited about this and I'm happy for them. <laughs> But there's one, if there's one thing I don't need more of, it's mugs. I have uh, 10,000 of them. Uh, I don't have either of those phones, so that's not for me either. And I despise pins. I think they're dumb. And uh, But with that being said... People love mugs. It's a very easy thing. It's a good gift too, or I mean, it's at least a common gift. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good gift. It's a common gift to be given. Uh people like phone people with those phones are probably gonna get that phone case. And for whatever reason, um nerds like pins. So I, I don't fault them for that. just I'm not even a little bit <laughs> okay, excited okay. about any of this.
2: All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, right. You don't like pins. Uh, <laughs> we now, it. We i only it. have
1: 20 more minutes of of anti-pin stuff so just let me get through that.
2: <laughs> this isn't an anti-pin this is a this is a, a a safe space for all pin lovers out there don't worry just not in levin's head
1: yeah Th- this is a pin neutral podcast but i'm <laughs> yeah i'm this is certainly
2: yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm personally pin negative and I'm 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 open about it and i embrace my <laughs> i embrace it <laughs> anyway uh so yeah check that out uh go to the go to the merch store for riot games and if you want any of that stuff get it um cool Thanks. or if you don't then don't cool uh, <laughs> okay that's gonna be it for the first half of the show we will be right back where we're gonna be deep diving in on some of the hot hot topics in the community stick around we'll be right back With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of sports, esports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the BetOnline website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts welcome back everyone from the break we are back and are going to be talking about a pretty hot topic right now and that is the meta of set three specifically but more broadly um, how the meta functions how players adapt or don't adapt to that what happens and what uh the i don't want to say responsibility but what the um i don't know how would you put it what what the uh the the owner where where the onus of change comes in yes i think that's a i think that's a good way
2: of explaining it because this is a very philosophical discussion yes um and there are a lot of varying opinions uh, about this and i don't think either one has a right answer. So just prefacing this conversation with that, is yeah. these do tend to get a little bit heated and personal based mm-hmm. off of just like beliefs. So um, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So basically, I mean, this can be broken down. And, and when I, when I say this, I'm pretty sure that there's no personal angst here. So even if it sounds like that, don't look any, don't look any deeper than th- than that. But This is the Mort Dog versus uh, Cloud9's Jay Shrita discussion that is pretty much omnipresent in the community at all times because Jay Shrita uh, is, as you know, a very competitive player for Cloud9 um, and is always looking at the meta and what's being played. And he's obviously playing at a top level and is very vocal um, and a lot of times specifically to Mort about what they think is the scenario in in ranked and in in on the ladder and uh that's a lot of times public on twitter so the newest uh sort of uh legacy or the newest uh development here is in uh regards to rebels and um gangplank i think specifically um, so the tweet is something. So Mort essentially started by, um, sharing a, uh, a Twitch stream from Kiting is Hard. Um, they hit rank one and are doing it with a variety of different builds. Jay Shrita, of course, <laughs> goes and pulls the logs of their games and they see, uh one two three four five six seven eight out of four six eight yeah eight out of ten games in whatever snapshot that they took are uh rebels comps
2: (laughs) okay so basically i think what we're going to be discussing here like you said is 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 the onus i think it's very important to read this um back and forth uh because i have opinions on how both people kind of go at it in this one um so do you want to be Mort or do you want to dj street that uh
1: i can be Mort, sure
2: okay i'll be J street then I, I don't have a good portuguese slash brazilian uh, accent so it's just going to be me reading his words
1: okay <laughs> uh okay. okay where are we starting here
2: i don't normally promote
1: Okay. Don't normally promote. Uh, don't normally promote specific streamers, and then he posts the the stream. Jashrita responds with, "Sure," and then sure. posts. Yeah, posts that.
2: Uh, okay, and then he goes. And before someone says something, this isn't a flame or anything. It's only to show you need to play this comp if you want to climb fast. You play another comp to climb for a top four. It's not his fault. And I truly think he's a good player, and he has merit. Yes. Um. We'll read a couple more. I think this next one, these next two are really important.
1: Yeah. So, yes. Mort, I don't, I'm trying to see which one of these comes first. Um, Mort says, eventually the top 1% of players are willing. I don't know. Is that the first one? No, that's the second Yeah, no, no, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Mort says, eventually the top 1% of players willing to experiment, figure out good options. Slowly people discover that it can work. Slowly the meta shifts, the meta shifts quicker, and then the pattern repeats not debating that rebel gp is strong it's getting nerfs but uh try to be that 1% that finds the counter
2: um and so j street then responds with every patch i know people are going to copy and paste comps but the problem with this patch isn't a specific comp uh i and i think that kind of i don't need to read the rest as he goes into specifics yeah, but yeah. he um but basically the argument now from j street is, is that certain comps uh aren't strong at certain characters
1: mm-hmm. yes in this case uh Gangplank. More than uh I don't know if this is directly in response, but also says uh look, I feel you've played the game enough uh that you'd see this by now. Here's the pattern. Someone finds a strong build, everyone flocks to that strong build, its play rate goes up a hundred times. That's probably pretty close to true, honestly. (laughs) Not not hyperbole. Uh because of that, the build gets optimized and then 99% of the players uh 99% of players only play that and then nothing changes.
2: And then um he goes on to say uh GP one base damage is 650. Um uh, enemy MR is 20. So basically he's saying that j Shrita is being hyperbolic of the mm-hmm. you know gangplank one-shotting uh the comps. Right. Um and then Mort comes back in with is uh, and then he also says uh, Nico is a problem. Early game gold isn't a comp. Nico isn't a comp. GP isn't a comp. I know every meta is going to have an S tier comp, and people are going to learn how to play and how to counter. But this isn't the case here. Hmm. GP is broken. Nico boost uh, T uh, five unbalanced champs. Top five unbalanced. Early uh, unbalanced. These are the problems. So basically, I think what is happening here is I don't think Jay Shrita feels like he's being heard as what he believes is the actual problem. And more I think is taking a little bit too much of a like hands on hips dad approach to this. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because I even just this initial tweet, right? I don't normally promote specific streamers, but uh, you know, this guy, it's almost like he is asking for it you know at this point like this guy's right see right uh a little bit of confirmation bias but then when presented with some other proof like jishwita has even though the comps are pretty similar i think both of them have uh, things to say so mm-hmm. earlier on you definitely had some opinions on how this went and whose side you're on but i'm definitely under the impression that i don't think Moore necessarily handled this the best he could have um because i do think it's kind of condescending and i think that does come across frustratingly um to j street then why he might be a little, so passionate about this it's it just sucks to feel like you're not being heard even though you're screaming and maybe you need to be using your inside voice right so yeah. <laughs> so i don't know man what do you what do you say
1: so i think I don't, I don't want to speak specifically to this case because I have not played the hundreds of games or or dozens at least that Jay Shrita has played in set three. I haven't, you know, I'm not a masters level player yet. Uh, um, so, you know, my opinion on this specific, um, instance is only worth so much. So I, I, I want to kind of remove it from that. The validity, like whether that's true or not is kind of irrelevant to the point I'm about to make. Um, And also Mort said that GP is getting nerfed anyway, so I don't really know what... like.
2: So, so, and I think part of that is, that's frustrating, is oh, he's getting nerfed, why not just do it now? Right? If it's, you know, these people are complaining and you know it's too powerful, why not just do it in a B-patch?
1: I mean, yes, but also like, if we're... I mean, I I don't know why you wouldn't just do it in a B-patch, but I'm... I would give some sort of... there might be some sort of reason that they don't do, like, they're trying to not do B-patches, like, only in emergency situations, and I think that's sort of the grit. And, and I'm basing yeah. a lot of this on he, having watched 15 of the 24 <laughs> hours of Mort's stream on
2: Sunday. He, he actually, he responds to that. He says um, it takes away from the uh, cycle of learning, right? right? That if, if, if you B-patch GP, then the potential feeling of discovering what works against it uh, is just not going to be available ever right right it'll be this is good play this oh now it's patched now play this right and a lot of other games have, i think have gotten into a pretty unhealthy space by Mm -hmm. doing that
1: yes um yes
2: and 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 i don't want tft to 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 do that except like the last time this happened was Mm casacitin right and i remember being a little peeved off when uh, it was just kind of like just use zephyr (laughs) right like and, and and then i was like no Right? Like, that doesn't just work like that. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, and I'm, like, of course totally over that, but I think, like, that was a very similar feeling to what I think some of these top level pros are feeling mm-hmm. um, is uh, we know, right? Like we're good enough at the game to understand that this is overpowered and it's making our particular game sets unhealthy because it's moving in their opinion, the game into more rng dependent, right? Because it's whoever gets these units as opposed to these classes and origins, right? Which is what mm-hmm. the game should be about, right? It's not, it should never be a race to a GP. Um, right. But do yeah. you think that's where the game is at? Cause I don't, for I, them, it might be, I, but where I'm at, I'm not seeing any
1: of that. Well, for where, where I'm at, it's definitely not like that. Um, but again, like, I think top level play is, is always going to be different and there's going to be some sort of meta that develops anyway. But what I would say and what I think is sort of at the core, I, I don't I don't want to speak for Mort necessarily, but what my understanding of what Mort's point is, is that, hey, GP strong. I, get, I give you that rebels comp strong yes however the the pattern that Mort put out is absolutely the case. It's the case in almost all games, right I mean think boop, think about goats in in overwatch. <laughs> goats how how long i know i know you 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 just threw up a little bit in your mouth
2: um i casted goats for a year and a half okay i don't need to remember it i lived i lived through literally all of it yes but 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 here's the
1: question how long were the goats champions available to play in that capacity before goats got discovered it was a while it wasn't an instant thing
2: that is that is oversimplifying it. There were some it changes. Is. It was mostly the shield changes uh through okay. Zunyata that pushed it. But anyway. There there um, were some changes, yes. But some balance changes that um, kind of kicked it over the edge. It was like good and then armor and shields got messed uh got there was a thing there and then it just became if you didn't play this, you lost.
1: Right um and i mean but and and even to keep going i don't i don't want to go too much into overwatch because there's some people that are going to be like why are you talking about farm animals right now but um even at the tail end of goats being played there were teams that developed comps that did well against goats like that played well sure. against goats before it, it got sombra
2: again they did nerf diva heavily and yes you know all this other stuff and balance was definitely a thing and at the tail end they were really trying to get rid of goats so yes. much so that they changed how competitive play worked yes and went to two 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 right they like they literally couldn't do it and so i think like the bigger story of of, of how goats came was more of on the development side is why you don't necessarily add or subtract things in the game just because they're strong right dive was very very strong at the time mm. and for those tft uh, fans who don't know what dive is it's kind of just like go at them it's a surgical type of situation everyone kind of jumps on top of you you take someone out and then you get rid of the rest of the team right yeah. um i think it's a pretty simple uh concept uh, you dive into them right but what go and then a character got released called Brigitta. Right. And Brigitta was a direct counter to everyone who was good at that time mm-hmm. Genji, Tracer, um, and was obviously put into the game to try to combat Dive. But what they did was they overtooled her kit so much that I think she got nerfed 10 times in a row or something like that mm-hmm. like something nuts um they changed her kit they reworked her once uh but because they added this character in response to something else everything else got balanced weirdly right, right? and then and then after goats we got in my opinion an even worse meta mm-hmm. um in the first initial uh 222 two, two with these bunker yeah. cops mm-hmm. so like and what was bunker there for was well some direct counters to trying to get rid of you know bring in the meta and then get rid of all these other things and i don't want tft to be reactionary development like i think overwatch was right it was so reactionary that the game is in an unhealthy place right now Mm -hmm. right there are characters who literally haven't seen competitive play in years right right? so and well league has a hundred something other characters you know overwatch doesn't and with 30 something characters Mm -hmm. right reacting to development like that will cause inherent issues and i know that's what mort is definitely trying to make sure doesn't happen if he just changes everything to in, in response to something else uh, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a month down the line like shit gets broken right right and it's going to be way worse than it ever was before because we actually all miss we we all miss started missing goats after this bunker cop thing right right so like things can get crazy but it's very important for mort to put his foot down which i think he did um and say you know this is the development team's game we take your Mm. input we know that you're good but this is also we have all the data right (laughs) right you don't have the worldwide data when it comes to this and they have numbers and when you have numbers and you don't, I'm usually going to fall on the side of mm-hmm. the person with the, the receipts, you know?
1: Right. I mean, this goes back to another conversation that we talked about on, I don't know. If, I don't remember what episode number it was, but it's like the incentives to play and like why yep. we think that the esports side of it is very important because right now, yes, there is an incentive in the sense that a lot of these players are very driven to hit the top ranks of ladder and want to hit the top ranks of ladder. Jay Street is obviously one of those players and is very passionate about that do. But here's the thing is let's, let's, let's imagine a world where uh, we had a, a TFT season, right? Like let's just say set three as it is right now was a season for three months or something. And there were tournaments, there was prizes and some sort of incentive structure for winning that season, whether it's a tournament or ladder or whatever. And in that season, they say at the front of the season, Hey, this is the set do with it. What you will you either win or you lose you there's no changes to it there's going to be no balance do we see a lot of these players like is it is it possible that the fact that more does talk so openly about it and is so receptive and is so close to it that the players instead of being like well i gotta work with what i'm given right and try to figure out a way to beat it they instead are going to hey even even if it's not like a nefarious thing that's like, oh, well, I don't want to do the work. I'm just going to complain to the developer. It's not even that mindset. It's a I know I can talk to the developer and I am making and like Jay Shrita, for what it's worth does provide a lot of examples and he gives spreadsheets a lot of times. I know more has talked about that and like give an example, spreadsheets, all that stuff. Like the data is that like the data that he has access to is given and it's not even J. Shrita saying, oh, well, I don't want to figure it out. I see all these things happening. Um, this this is why I'm right. Change this. Um, I think part of that, like those two mindsets, are almost this. They're, the the mindset is different, but the result is the same. Of I'm going to be like, oh, I have data to, to show you that Gangplank is broken, that Rebels is broken, because every top player is uh is is playing those eight out of ten games, right? But the, the thing is, is that like that is that may be true, but it's not like the top players don't need to innovate at all they don't need to change they don't need to adapt they're not like like if it's if it's broken you're just going to keep playing it until it stops being broken right
2: well and i think what you really speak on is the difference between a competitive atmosphere and a ladder atmosphere which in every single game is evident right league of legends there are some characters that are so great to climb with that suck in competitive yep right like you can um and, and so I think what you really are speaking to more than anything else. And I think this is where Mort doesn't like quite get to in his response is there hasn't been any way for them to show invention and innovation because Mm -hmm. there hasn't been those tournaments right Right. to show what these counters can be because they're seeing ladder lobbies every single time right Right. so yeah like you can innovate but you're going to be more incentivized to innovate if there's a tournament this saturday and you know everyone's running gp Mm -hmm. so you're going to be coming into this tournament and preparing for ladder totally differently right and and it's totally cool for the ladder environment and the competitive environment to be completely different it happens in hearthstone all the time right it happens it happens in most games at some point where certain e- decks just work better on the ladder than they do in a competitive space it just happens
1: so i i will i will put up a little bit of a point of contention uh f- a little bit there because I personally don't think that it is cool that the latter and competitive are necessarily super divergent. I have a personal opinion that those two things should be as close as possible. It's just that there are a lot of games that are successful where those two things are different. I I, I think that they should be very close, but that's a, that's a personal thing more than the ne- necessity. But I personally
2: don't think they should mirror each other, right? Because it's up to them to be those inventors right and those differences are kind of what shows the path that they have taken into their decision making and that's what i think is most exciting about competitive play is identifying what those differences are and how they got there um well but, e- e- but i but think we're the on the time, same time if it doesn't yeah if it doesn't represent what you're doing at home too there's a thing there but i think like the the grander scale of thing there isn't a way for these players to go into a high level tournament and show us what these counters are or experience within that top 16 lobby right right or those two lobbies that are running together and and, and go for it because you can try it on ladder if you force a comp and if there's someone else running gp you could kind of see how it works but it, it, it's too I think it's too random to effectively innovate. Like right. these pro players really, really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think competitive is how they get there and how they stop feeling so angry about these comps. Because it's not just Jay Street that I've seen, right? I've seen people sure. talk about it it's a on lot. Twitter. I've, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of players that are starting to get really frustrated after, you know, set three gets released, everyone's super fun, and then everyone kind of starts actually playing with these characters and are like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I have some issues now. And they're starting to to talk about it because they still don't have a way to show off all the work that they've been, they've been putting on, right? Right. Yes. We'll have competitive soon, but if you want these players to innovate, you got to give them a reason why other than don't be bored in ladder, right? right? Or just play something different in ladder, which is, I think what j kind of feels like more kind of boiled it down to. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just don't play that right. You need to innovate. It's, it's up to you to push the meta in a way to change that. But these players don't have to because they don't have to innovate because they can just grab GP and, and do their thing because right. it's ladder and that's how you recreate those results consistently um, yeah it's not as easy as I think as he says
1: but on the on the flip side it's like it like it is your responsibility as a player to be good at the game right or to be to like do the best thing to put you in the best position it's like right now it's like yes you can grab gp and then the argument from the player side is well if i don't get that then i lose it's like well is that actually true have you tried like specific counters to it and i know j street does. we're boiling down j street's argument a little bit uh probably too much because he's also talking about nikos and and other things like that other champion like early, early, two game, star, gold. early yeah. game gold and two stars i, I don't want to get again i don't want to get into the specifics of that but it's like if we're looking at there's OP comp. I'm just going to use rebels as an example. Rebels are OP, right? You have to play rebels to get top four right now. Um, But have you played, uh, you know, six cybernetics? Have you played? Have you played 50 games of six cybernetics and saw those results? Have you played 50 games of Star Guardians? Have you played 50 and like
2: so 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 I know exactly where you're going with that. And if I'm a pro player, I shouldn't have to because that would require me to go into like normal games right which a lot of Uh, these guys consider a waste of time right they because because they don't want to try to learn the yeah I want to play 50 games of this right but I'm going to be potentially losing you know I think there's a little bit more nuance there than have you tried this
1: I think that we're coming from two different places in a competitive spot then because like yes playing normal games it would be less but like playing in houses would be so like playtesting scrims, all that sort of stuff would be the type of thing that I would say to do. Right. Like playing these lobbies with, with high level players. And if it's not right, like, and I get like, there's a balance where like, Oh, well people don't want to watch my stream. If I'm playing, uh, if I'm not playing rank, it's like, i don't think that riot necessarily i mean there's a there's a there's a lot of factors there it's like we need to make we need to make ranked the bed of top competitive play and also the place that people can like can uh like innovate and also like it needs to be entertaining for stream and like part of that is on riot i guess in general to do and that that's just a tough thing um i mean this kind of all boils into my like original premise that like ladders in general suck and that it's like it is ladder is inherently different than competitive play and i think that those two things should be similar and i think the way to do that is to like rethink how ladders are done i don't think that's how what what's going to happen but um like if if instead of I- instead of there being like the traditional ladder play that we see now if it's instead like you play a mini tournament or something and you get seated Uh, And you get points for winning the tournaments. Like you play an eight game league or something and you get points, ladder points for winning those. I I don't know. Just a thought. Um.
2: (laughs) Well, I think like um, something else that. That we should definitely talk about if we're talking about this and like kind of continuing that whole incentive approach is that like, if there was prize money attached to these kind of like conversations, right? Say the last, say like, TFT Masters, mm-hmm. right, was over the last month, and GP Comp won both times, right? Then G Street that would have like a lot of a lot more yes. room to stand on, yeah. right? Because the this is money now, right? Like it's your right. livelihood, and you're just giving this person who happens to get this person like a better chance at paying rent right like that is a little dramatic but i think for these yeah. competitive players it does kind of boil down to that sometimes and i think that that is just like one of the shortcomings that that is just tough to kind of move around right like yeah. how do you avoid that
1: i mean i think pulling pulling top players ladder data is one thing but like and it, i mean for what it's worth we have not had we had like The only really the only tournaments that are being run at all are Giant Slayer events. Like there are some other um like opens that aren't really casted. There's a few things here and there. But like a lot of people wanting
2: to get into the space. No one actually (laughs) doing Yeah. Right. It's really
1: just Giant Slayer. And like we're gonna have whatever TFT uh comes out with. But like, you know, the first Giant Slayer event that Sphinx got second with for set three, like I, I don't think if I recall correctly, Sphinx did not jam Rebels every time, and the first place person didn't jam Rebels every time. They maybe played at one or possibly two out of the four games, but I don't even know that that's the case. Because again, the tournament meta changes when it's like, oh, well, someone went went Rebels or like everyone is just cutting the Rebels. All of a sudden, it's not that good, right? Um Or like, you know, the GP is getting countered by a GP might be OP right now. He might be too OP something like that. But I think it boils down to, again, there needs to be, I think if the option is uh, like you innovate, if you can innovate and beat the top, if, if, if the reward for beating the top comp is I get ahead of the people who are just jamming the top comp and getting ahead gives you some sort of prize with like whether it's money or an invite to an invitational or something for the competitive. I think the conversation shifts a little bit because I think it's less like oh well you guys need to change the game and more like I need to figure out the answer to this.
2: Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. Like I think you nailed it, right? Uh like there's there's not as much incentive to figure out what that answer is Mm -hmm. right and so yeah they need to innovate but at the same time the way that the game is now i think you kind of are then asking six to eight different players to kind of decide what's good right and is that even innovation at that at that point and i think what we really need to kind of like think about is how much innovation is even possible uh, within these statistics and within mm-hmm. these units, right? Because if we're going with J310 saying it's the unit that is, that is so strong, right? What does GP and the rest of who he's like, Nico, take away in terms of viability, right? Because then you take away synergies in that way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, these characters will just never live. So, like, GP is going to have an easy time against really squishy characters, right? right? So that inherently makes all mages worse. Right. But is there something you can innovate with your sorcerers and make that work maybe how much does that gangplank actually stymie innovation because of where he is as a character and and that's the other side that i think some of these pro players want to be seen too is like maybe they are trying to innovate right Uh, Uh, and maybe not but every time this conversation happens, because this isn't the first time we've talked about this, this is is probably the the second second or third time time (laughs) because of it. Right. right? We talk about the Kasasin comp and when we casted, you know, one of those giant Slayer TVs, I think the Kasasin comp only got top four once. Right. So, it's very different when you're seeing the same thing over and over on ladder, it gets really frustrating. And then we mm-hmm. told you have to deal with it for another week. That gets really frustrating. We're all stuck at home, right? So some of us have a lot of right. time to play, mm-hmm. right? And the last thing that you want is that same kind of thing happening over and over. You're already right. not going outside. Right. And I think this is all kind of just with everything going on in the world and the opportunity for esports to kind of come out of this better yeah. than it was going in. Um, There's opportunities here that these pros just feel like they're not being rewarded. They're being told that their opinions are hyperbolic, which they are, right? But they've also given so much for this game that they don't feel like they've gotten a lot back. And I think that's where most of this disconnect really comes from, is that lack of competitive. The longer we wait, the more these things are going to happen. Right. And um in in an unhealthy way, because I think meta discussion in healthy ways is great and, and required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but this is unhealthy in my opinion. Yeah. And I want to move away from what we're talking like I want to have less of these conversations and more about decisions that have been made uh and kind of mm-hmm. like leave the philosophy and trust to the devs, leave the innovation yeah. and the play to the players and everything else is for us to consume. But right. um in the end I, I i want to move away from kind of calling people immature and you know just because you say you're not flaming (laughs) doesn't mean you're not flaming (laughs) right right it's like when someone's like i don't mean to be an asshole but yeah and it's like no that doesn't excuse you being an asshole right? right you're still being an asshole and uh I think the conversation could have just been better, but we're all stuck at home and and stressed out and you know yeah. there's there's i'm gonna be given a little leeway both sides yeah um, for that one so uh, one
1: one last thing I will say, and I don't remember if we said this on the cast or if it was before the cast when we were talking, but mort uh the the giant slayer uh set to farewell event that mort and I casted um w- there's a player and i don't remember who it is so i'm going to be i'm i'm going to be vague um there's a player who essentially like at the end of set 2 like as, like showed a bunch of things that like he had been doing that had been very successful that people just weren't doing um or maybe it was the end of set 1 i don't remember and like at the end of set 1 everyone was running brawl or jinx and he was like no i was actually running this comp that was actually and i had like a really big win rate with it but he like wasn't a streamer wasn't like or at least wasn't a big streamer and like didn't wasn't in the discord and wasn't like in that community because like right now a lot of if not all of the top um like masters players a lot of them are in either that lobby two discord or like in a discord in communities talking to each other streaming to lots of people so like it's all open for them right and that is actually kind of uncommon for a competitive scene but it, 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 when there's like actual stakes being played for right like we might start seeing these top players that have these great strategies or these broken strategies instead of like complete uh, instead of voicing that on the internet about like oh the strategy is broken and what needs to be fixed you probably just keep it to yourself and win
2: with Man, it. Man, that happens <laughs> in FPS games so it happens often. Ev- in every right? game, yeah, where you just like hold on to a strategy, just yeah. like just because you know you're the only one. competitive have, advantage. Right? Yeah, like, and then, and then, like what that opens up is more cheese options, right? And what audience member doesn't like cheese? Like, right, what love cheese? Lactose intolerant, right? But like, right, most of us love cheese, mm-hmm. yeah. always. You, you, and so, yeah, you. I think even if
1: uh there are broken things i think people like this is what happens in magic right like you do not well it takes a lot of brokenness usually at less competitive levels because people like casual magic players complain about everything but um like if there's a broken deck or something like it will take multiple tournaments of someone dominating (laughs) with it before it gets changed right like before um what used to be called pro tours and are now called uh mythic championships um like there are separate teams of players who like before the event will be at someone's house and be testing like for a week beforehand and uh, those tournaments are super the, the the highest level of play or some of the highest level of play they're invite only only pro players and um like those tournaments have A ton of innovation. There's usually like two or three weeks um beforehand, because these are these are planned around when a set gets released. So there's usually two or three weeks beforehand when the set is out, but the, the new tournament has been played. There's usually a tournament or two before that, and we see lower level players playing those, and you see a meta sort of develop. And then these what used to be called pro tours happen, and it's like a bombshell gets dropped. They figure out a new like it's like the pro players who put their minds to it and just ground it out for weeks beforehand and kept their strategies to themselves because they're trying to win a hundred thousand dollar tournament. Like, like, yeah, this was this was actually like this actually breaks the format, and you guys just didn't figure it out because you're not as good as us. Like, that, I mean, they don't say that, but that is the case. That is the case when you get the best players in the world working together to build the deck. Now, it's a it's definitely different. For TFT, I'm not saying it's a one to one, but I think when there are stakes like that, we're going to see the discussion be changed a little bit. I think we're going to be I think we're, we're going to be seeing this and be like, OK, we need to change like riots going to be like, oh, God, we need to change that because Jay Shrita is actually just <laughs> winning every time because they know. But the, and I, I don't want to go. There's, there's even more we could go into with that. But I think that the, the discussion will change a bit. When there's stakes on it, because I think it's going to be, you're going to be less incentivized to want it to be changed as a competitive player and more incentivized to want to be the only person or one of the people who uh, uses that strategy the best to their advantage.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're putting a lot of, uh, I think the bonuses on both of them is the answer, right? It's like, we all got to be working as right, yeah, everybody's well, wrong. We're yes. all in this together. Yes. And I think both people brought up good points. And I think both people are really stressed, right? Like, yes. could you imagine, I know Mort's got kids. Could you imagine being quarantined with children right now? Right. right like that's gotta be tough not.
1: i would rather not
2: imagine uh, i know <laughs> i don't even want, I'm, I'm stressed out thinking about it more is living it so yeah. <laughs> like and he's still doing streams and he's still talking to the community yep. right and you got to give him props for that just overall i think communication just broke down mm-hmm. there in the middle and eventually i think they were talking about more philosophical things and the actual points at hand yeah um, of like balance and innovation yeah. uh first it, it turned into like well it's my fault though no, it's you uh in the end but i think the onus is on is on everybody it's on yeah. us as casual viewers it's on us as competitive you know viewers as well to want the best of the game and complaining is a way to show that you want something more but you also have to balance it out with something else and when you're yeah. only coming in with a negative i'm not going to listen to you
3: right. after a certain
2: point even right. if you're right Mm-hmm. So that's true. just human nature, and true. I think that's kind of J Street's issue there, yep. um, and some other streamers, just in general. And yep. again, they're all young; they don't have, you know, we're we're boomers, true, right? We, we are esports. We, we've boomers. gone through a lot of these kinds of arguments before, and mm-hmm. um, it's time for them to kind of learn and and do the same thing as yep. they grow up and become professionals themselves.
1: Yep. Okay, Boop. As we wrap up the show here, there's one thing. Important that we haven't talked about yet, and that is where these new little legends stack up on the taste tier list.
2: Ice cream squeak number one. That, that I think that is overwhelmingly <laughs> correct. <laughs> it's got to be the ice cream now, squink, then followed by watermelons.
1: Yes. Okay. Th- yes. That that those no one is no one is debating that. Or if you are, <laughs> shut up because you're wrong. <laughs> um, wrong. Let's go with just base versions of each of the three new ones. Uh, on taste, where are you putting these?
2: I think I'm still going to put squink up high. I yeah. there's um mm, calamari. Yeah, I know. Well, there's like this uh like squid jerky that's always at my Asian market. Oh, my mom always got me, and it's really sweet. I forget it comes really in like a white. Bit. Yeah, it's like Korean squid jerky. Oh, it is good, man. I got to try that. No, it, it's like really sweet, and and like and when you chew it, it becomes like juicy. Oh, it's so good. Um, so definitely the squink. Uh, and then the whale would probably be yeah. second. And Although then... Whale seems like it'd be pretty blubbery, but really fatty. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you would use whale in a soup. Maybe a oh, river okay. sprite base. Ooh. Uh, put, in a little bit, put in a little bit of the whaler, you know? Um, to, you put in a little bit of the blubber, have it yeah. like break down into a stock, and then Ooh. maybe add your squink in after that. Or even Fuwa
1: or Pavabar? Enough. Ooh, yes. Now we're getting some ramen in
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who said we'd it to only eat one at that's a time? That's true. Um, that is true. Me, because if we do institute that, then the tier list just doesn't exist. That's anymore. true. But we could have, like, create your create Cre- the, the best little legends meal dish. the meal it's like when you're in pokemon and you're making curry but yes Instead of berries instead of berries you you're use little legends. You're using little legends
1: what is the best meal that you can use it's oh it's like iron chef and the, in the-
2: <laughs> or chopped yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the best meal you can make with a river sprite with
1: <laughs> oh man my my creative juices are flowing now, uh, thinking about that. But yeah, the Abyssia... Is that what it's called? Yeah. Please please consult a doctor if Abyssia has caused... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. But the thing that the Abyssia cuts
2: looks like yeah, the a, plant, a truffle. Plant.
1: It does. It looks like a really tasty, like everlasting
2: gobstopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you got to give a little bit... So you got to give credit where credit's due, right? Yeah. I think this is going to be better than... I I would put the Abyssia still like D tier, but I don't think it's, it's definitely D tier. I, I think it, it,
1: it seems a little bit too like human. Like it's just like naturally.
2: Uh, yeah. It also seems opening. really grumpy and you know, grumpy meat doesn't taste as good,
1: <sighs> but he does seem like <laughs> honorable and I think honorable meat tastes even better.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think okay, S <laughs> tier meat honorable s tears yeah. honorable a <laughs> tier is happy, and then f tears F-tier, sad f <laughs> i I didn't even think about honorable you gotta think of, all you right? gotta think of all the emotions when
1: what your meat <laughs> is going to taste like. <laughs> no 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 boop is it now when you're look, thinking of the emotions does it does it only take into effect the emotion that the animal felt when it died or is it just like the 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 mean of its
2: entire life yeah i think i think it's it's the mean not the median right the okay. average right.
1: of of so all like of eeyore would taste together, like garbage yeah. even if he was very very happy yeah even though some, some episodes
2: <laughs> even though some episodes he had friends and helped out <laughs> most of eeyore's life was sad and the yeah. Depressed. And, and so therefore when... <laughs> causes meat to be chewy yep. and you know, yep. got and that. depressed yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so uh an honorable yeah, but... cow would be very tender <laughs> would be very tasty I'm sure.
1: and on that note folks there you have it you've got the insights we're spoiling we're spilling all the deets on yep. uh on the on the flavor competitive tft
2: and incentives And which little legends tastes the best in the same podcast. I don't know where you can get that. You certainly can't get it anywhere else. I will (laughs) guarantee you that
1: Um, except for here on the little legends podcast. But that is going to be it for us for today. Let us know. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm still like, I'm still like, I, I think overall set three for me. Big, big, big thumbs up still. Um, Has not felt dull to me at all yet. Um, The variety, at least at gold level, has been quite nice. Uh, You do still, still see Rebels. I'm not seeing them, like it might just be that these players don't I've optimize a lot of well, the star but.
2: guardian comps doing a really good job right now so yeah. we'll see
1: how it goes yeah i had a, a really good game with star guardians as well but we will definitely see how it goes but that is going to be it everyone boop where can people find you on the internet
2: when they're not right here at poopasaurus rex i am less than 10 followers away from 1000 two things will be happening at one K Some type of event that we're still spitballing. And I swear will exist. As Blev said, if I want to take on all of it, we can totally do it. So I guess that's going to be a thing. <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then I totally, uh, Oh, and then I'll be starting my stream up. Uh, hopefully uh, April 1st yes. is going to be,
0: Wait. it's going to be,
2: I've saved a lot of my ranked games for, for a climbing stream. So, nice. Uh, you'll be able to come on that journey with me, so please hang out. Oh, oh and nice. uh, I'll definitely be doing some type of giveaway uh, at 1K. I have an extra concept book uh, from Ooh. League of Legends, so that's probably going to be when we finally give that away. Nice. Where can we find you?
1: Well, you can find <laughs> me on the discord at discord.me slash little legends podcast you can my twitter's at the underscore blevins but no one cares about that just go to the discord that's where i am certainly the most active and where you can find all the links and everything that's going on in the little legends podcast community but until then guys and gals that is going to be it thank you everyone for watching and listening let us know what you think about everything that we talked about here. And we will see you guys at game night on Friday. And if not, we'll see you next week on episode number 34. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.